Hello listener and welcome to a brand new episode of the Keeping Up Appearances podcast, full of opinion, debate and football trivia with a hint of nostalgia. I'm Callum Murray and here with me is... Sean O'Hara, Bob Gall and Michael Tosh. They say not to judge a book by its cover, but we might judge a player by their appearance. As Let's get into it. Did Zidane win? Yeah. Get in. That's what we're getting. It was, it was supposed to be the obvious one, so you did cheat a bit there, but... Uh, yeah, imagine picking the obvious one. <laughs> Never do that, would you? Well, you've picked uh, Pogba, so... Yeah. Nobody mentioned Pogba once before I mentioned him today. Because it just went without saying. In hindsight, you know what we should have done? This week would have been a good week to do We all pick an Everton one as well for the fifth. What Bob's already doing in Everton one, isn't he? So, mm. well, I, I can go James McFadden. We can have multiple Everton ones if you want. <laughs> Are you actually doing Rooney, Bob? Yeah. Was that was, the, was it really that bad of a return, Rooney? Yeah, because he was shipped off after a year. Save it for the podcast. Yeah, so for yeah, sorry, yeah, we'll say, I'll say yeah, that. Yeah, we'll... golden content. <laughs> I'll rattle not... you in the content in, no, in, the, in the podcast. Well. No, I'm, I'm not going to slag Rooney off it just the way it worked with just how much of a mess Everton are. It, could, yeah, I, I think it's it should one, have, yeah. it should have been better, and yeah, we'll talk about it later. But I'm I I'm think... I'm not I'm not saying Rooney was shite when he signed yeah. and that kind of stuff. Um, I think we should have signed another five number tens. That, yeah, that, that's window, actually. I think that would have all, made it better. <laughs> all with absolutely nay pace as well. <laughs> We've had a team of number tens, and that, and now the number ten position doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. I, I, Everton ruined that for football. <laughs> In one, one transfer of, window. Yeah, one of them we had to release for free because of criminal charges. <laughs> Davy Classen. The criminal charges to go and ball Davy Classen. <laughs> <laughs> Who's he playing for? Is he playing for someone into Milan or something? No, into Milan, Klassen. yeah. So, so, yeah, he had a productive spell back at Ajax and signed for Inter in the summer. Who am managing them as well? Or? I don't or think so. Face. <laughs> Chip without my elbow, Tosh. Yeah, that was a classic. Uh, pop that in there with the, with the bacon one. You <laughs> 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 see, you know, the, 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 like the ones where like, the girls are walking to like, the, the lift. Yeah, one, oh, one yeah. Like, what would you say? And loads, loads of them at uh, Steve yeah. Bruce. Could have the John Stones on for that as well, couldn't you? That'd be, that'd be me when Hutchie's on. <laughs> <laughs> no one, you'd just be talking about crisps. That's true, actually. Nobody's ready for an expert. He's been dabbling with that, he doesn't know his stuff. Kindred spirits. Uh, come, come to a man who's done a six pack multi pack before 9 a.m. That's what he knows his stuff. You <laughs> <laughs> know what he's dealing with. Come on, Sean. <laughs> Who would you have gone for for Everton? Return if you were doing an Everton. Um, like, like, the, like as in a bad return yeah um, have we has there Manuel been Fernandez was pretty bad uh, I was going to say has there been so there's, there's a couple of decent ones like if it would have been yeah. a good one like I would like Landon Donovan return was quite it was quite no uh, nothing, good, good I don't think anything nothing's stopping Pienaar surely yeah not to me Pienaar <laughs> um yeah, I think I think the best returns have been P and R Rooney and uh, uh, there's a uh, Donovan was good, P and R was good. Have we we signed that many though? Has there been Alan many Stubbs. That? Yeah, Alan Stubbs was, wasn't actually dreadful though, was he? To be fair, no, he was good. I'm saying good. Though. We signed it. Uh, didn't Unsworth leave for like a month or something as well? Like, oh like, yeah, that's a good point. I was I was going to say Unsworth for coming back for about seven spells. Caretaker manager. <laughs> Bullying under 23s. That's your thing. Rumours. Oh, uh, can't we say whipping out a slander on the thing? I didn't say it. You still got footy tonight, Carl, yeah? Yep. You can't uh, call it off a waterlogged pitch if it's on Astro, can you? Uh, is it still raining? I think it's meant to stop, isn't it? I've had a I think it's once. I've had a, a waterlog a called off waterlogged on Astros here before. Have you? Mid game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mid hours at the Sealy. Like, yeah, yeah. I think it might have been just before half time. After half time, there's a big puddle in the goal. Like, just yeah, before yeah. the goal. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. The referee called it. We were getting beat as well. It was great. Then I'll have keepers pouring bottles of water on the uh, on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, was, it was our keeper who sort of told the ref as well. So they were calling us like grasses and everything. <laughs> <laughs> we were straight off for a brekkie. Best, best performance of the season. <laughs> Tesco or? No, it was uh, Weatherspoons, I think. Disappointing. Oh, Jack and he's going to go past five o'clock today. Getting close. Why was he early last week? There's the question. Should I have to him? No. No. Oh, was he maybe, did he have stuff to do for the house? Maybe she's got from where. He can get back for that, can he? Absolutely outrageous. Then yeah. he win, whinges at me if I don't immediately send him the <laughs> recording. He's got a bloody nerve, that lad. <laughs> and he's got a nut head. <laughs> Looks a bit like a matchy. <laughs> could change his name to Marrowhead. <laughs> so he just learns to stay in Maradona's little boots. They're not peeing at them. Good point. Aldi specials then. The boots or <laughs> both. <laughs> was it was it Hanley's boots that were homemade or is shoes? Or a shot that was. <laughs> Very good. That po- I reckon that that show popped into my head on a weekly basis. I always remember just someone just like one of, we were walking down a corridor, someone like saying to Mitchell, like, hey mate, just pointing at them like what the F are they? You know, it was obviously before one of those, but it's just like he said like no, just a random lad with his shoes. Mitchell did Mitchell have a fight with him? No, I don't think so. I think you'd know about it if he did. <laughs> we would have mentioned it a hundred times. Got his box wreck his record. <laughs> Jones connections not looking good here. I know, yeah. And it's Hannah joining as well. Then you have said from the start, I think the podcast would be better without him. <laughs> Is anyone gonna start editing then? Yeah, well, I haven't got that in my locker to be fair. Uh, and neither have I. You can still edit it. What? You can still oh, edit right, it. Okay. Yeah. And we can have five percent when we go big. Three. I can't believe it. I might have. I might have the uh, second best connection in this. <laughs> can right. it? Can it? You Sean? You can't hear me. I can. I think Bob can as well. Yeah, I can. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just about to finish now, Sean. I was actually going to text you and say just start. You might as well. We mentioned Pogba. What about him? That he was the obvious choice, so we've done that segment, or started oh, yeah. that segment anyway. Yeah, I mean, there's no point really talking about that. That's pretty obvious, isn't it? So... <laughs> Are we actually going to have an obvious one? Or? We'll get off to that, aren't we? I was saying this would have been a good week to have an Everton one. As the, like, the fifth one, we did that one week. So like a, a bad return for Everton? Bob's already doing Rooney, so he can't really have two Everton. We're already getting the fans we... to Everton biased. I think Lukaku's got to be the obvious one, surely. You can talk about that one then, since you're so confident. <laughs> no, you're not I, right, actually. I, I, because he's been raving about his performances in Italy again, ah. haven't he? So I reckon that's quite topical that he's like now back on form. Yeah, and Mourinho kissed his head the other day, didn't he? So Did he? Something like that. Give me one minute. What the hell, oh. Tosh? He's got a he's got a Lukaku book, hasn't he? <laughs> who would, who would I go for? I'm not talking about Rooney. What? <laughs> why have you why and how have you got that? Yeah, where'd you get that from? <laughs> I didn't On I didn't agree. What? Someone's made it, obviously one of the fans. <laughs> <laughs> No, Lucy, Lucy got it. Yeah, I'll get us all one. That's far. It's me birthday in about <laughs> six weeks. Yeah, Christmas before that as well. Double. 
Someone will probably be making them before them ones we hit it big. Yeah, probably. This will be the unofficial yeah. stuff. Yeah, that is, that be, is uh... great. That to be fair. Be like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on. What was the what was the game? Wolves, wasn't it? Wolves, yeah. Sean got yeah. the score right yeah, as well. Okay, I'll, I'll pass over to Sean then. No, no, don't. It's going to be a good one, this, I can tell. So, welcome back to another episode of Keeping Up Appearances. Again, back to the squad of four, but we might have some guests over the next couple of weeks, which you can look forward to. Got a nice Maroon 5 topic lined up. That's quite topical in line with the news. And yeah, obviously ending with the game of keeping up appearances. Of course, there is no big game this weekend with it being an international break, but we will have an international themed keeping up appearances. Before that, let's review quite a shock result from the weekend just gone. We will, however, before we start, review, well, quite a shocking result at the weekend, which was Wolves win against Tottenham. I will pass you over to Sean, who's looking very, very pleased with himself and smug with a prediction that he pulled out of nowhere, but somehow got right. That's- I don't think you look smug there, Sean. No, I was you look, bored. Yeah, yeah, you look you look gormless, if anything. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of catching up on Twitter and listening to Callum bore me to death. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, uh, obviously I got the correct result, which I was quite happy with at the time when that when that winner went in, I was buzzing. But I did actually only go for two one because Tosh went one all. I think I was about to say that. Yeah, so I can't take too much. Tosh credit. gets the assist. Yeah, you can have it. That's happened once before this series, anyway. Don't know why I said series. Season. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I was I was buzzing to be fair when it went in. It was a it was a it wasn't the most exciting game, but it was an enjoyable game. I thought Tottenham, yeah, tried to maintain the Tottenham systems that they've been playing so far this season with a, a squad that didn't really look up to it. Three of the back four were brand new, as in this season, anyway. And I think. It seems a lot more dramatic than it actually was for me anyway, because I felt like if Tottenham were playing against a better team, I don't think that would have been in question. He wouldn't have needed it to score two goals in the 90-odd minutes anyway. I thought Wolves were so sloppy, first half in particular. Obviously, Tottenham went 1-0 up really early. And then Wolves, they were the better team. But every time they kind of broke, it just fell apart with a little misplaced pass or the wrong decision. I just thought they were quite poor in possession to the point where going in 1-0 at half-time, Tottenham must have been made up. And it almost kind of, yeah, flattered Tottenham a little bit. And then second half, again, I thought it continued in the same vein. But then obviously, Gary O'Neill made those substitutions right at the end of the game. And the two of them ended up Combine and really to, to win them the match. That first goal, I don't know if you've seen it, but I thought that first goal was unbelievable. Everything about it was just so like pleasing on the eye, wasn't it? Just when it's in slow motion as well, and he takes that touch, and while it's still floating, he just levels himself with that volley. I, I just I just thought it was boss. And then the scenes when that winner went in, it was quality. So yeah, yeah. I thought it, it was really good end to the game, but I don't necessarily think it needed to be that way. I think another better team or a more clinical team would have punished Tottenham a lot earlier on, in fairness. Yeah, probably could be right, John, to be fair. To be honest, you mentioned Gary O'Neill there with making those subs that won him the game. I'm I'm happy for him, to be honest. Probably a bit harshly treated by Bournemouth, to be fair, to be sacked. Um, but yeah, he's been a bit up and down at Wolves, but I don't know, he seems quite a likeable, likeable character. He seems to get a couple of half-decent results here and there. Yeah, you know, maybe interested to see if they now sort of take a bit of a step up after that result. It's a big result for them, isn't it? And to do it in that in that manner is is definitely big for for a, for a squad. Yeah, we did, we've uh, we, I think we mentioned it last week that they've they've tended to raise the game and then big matches. They've obviously beaten Man City, took Liverpool to the last minute. They obviously should have similar to what Sean said, squandered a lot of chances against Manchester United. They beat us and, as well. Yeah, well, that, yeah, that, that was one of the few small teams they've done well against. But you know, they've obviously dropped points against Sheffield United and Luton. 
So I don't know. It is that thing. He seems to be able to manage a big game. He, he comes across very well. I think when he was on Monday Night Football, very tactical. And I think he, it's. I don't know whether this is. This might be random, but you know, I don't know. It just feels like he's that sort of manager where he loves to try to go up against the top managers. You know, he loves. He seems to be a very big thinker when he was talking about all his tactics and all the video sessions he's had. He gave access to to be like someone who like maybe he thrives on that big occasion, the chance of going up against Ange and Pep and Clark and people like that. But yeah, I'm with you. I think they've had some dodgy decisions recently, I think. And you feel like a bit of sort of justice there that they sort of, because they did squander a lot of chances again there. I think if you were to look at the stats, I imagine it was pretty one-sided. Tottenham scoring the early goal and sit, settling on it, I think. I think Tottenham, we started this point, I think they got a few positions second half where not necessarily resulting in shots, but, you know, like positions where they had like three on two or three on three, where you usually expect them to be a bit better. But, you know, I think with the players they're missing, they just, they were always going to struggle really. And particularly later on in the game where Wolves came on. And I think, yeah, as Sean mentioned, just a fantastic goal, the first one. And someone like him, you think of where he's been, you know, like I think PSG and Sevilla and it's mad that he's playing for Wolves really and not really starting for Wolves. So I remember, you know, you hear about him from a few years ago. So, Good for him. Hopefully he kicks on. But yeah, the interesting what the way Tottenham go now. Two bad results after an unbelievable start. Is this a bit of a slide, or can he pick it back up when the suspensions come back and and the injuries come back? Yeah, it's always going to be a tough one for them to be able to deal with those suspensions in the in the short term, but then those injuries in, in the long term, isn't it? I think obviously Madison and the Van der Veen possibly until January, is it? Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, they're, they're two big misses, and especially with the way they play, it does seem a bit like if you are taking out those first sort of 11, then it just it seems to be just so key. Those players are obviously so key to that system. Maybe it just doesn't work as well. I think maybe Sean kind of said earlier, but yeah, they, they'll definitely be looking forward to the return of those players. I think with but, the exception of like Son as well, just to go on that point, sorry, Callum, like, I think, you know, you could see like, they were looking for Madison when they just didn't have that spark. And then likewise to play the defence the way they've done without that Van der Ven and his pace. Mm-hmm. It's like you arguably couldn't have picked two players to be missing worse. Like, you know, like obviously you could take a couple of others who've been very good for them, but you know, Basuma's been great, but he probably can replace them. Whereas them two are you just haven't got another player like Madison anywhere near that calibre. And the same with the pace and the power of Van der Ven. You know, when Romero comes back it might be a bit better, but I think just to play the way Ange wants to play, he's going to struggle to do that with Eric Dyer at the back. Is it one of them? No, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago about if Ange will stick with this no matter what. At what point do we start criticising him for that? When you think, do you know? Do you know if like you've got a like a say like a Sean Dyche kind of team, you would always accuse them of they, they don't they don't change the system. They play the same way against different teams. Just because he's playing exciting football doesn't mean you should still do that, especially when you haven't got the players. Do you know what I mean? You think if if he plays a different system there with the players he's got, could win that game. So at what point do we, I don't know, criticise him for? March. Oh, specifically March. Have you yeah. got a date? Yeah, if, uh, St. Patrick's Day. Saint pa- oh, St. Patrick's Day. All right. 17th. I've just written that yeah. down, Sean, so I made a note, March. Yeah, we'll come back to that, yeah. I can't I wait think to slag him off that day. I think it's it that one. But when you're right, I think it's a good point, Sean. I think for me, it's obviously it's it's sort of with people like him. It's sort of a long term thing, isn't it? So I think you know, at the end of the season, you can make a judgment, and you know, even with Tottenham, no one was expecting Tottenham to get in the four this year. I don't think, you know, I think it won't be about it'll be a sign of progression. You've already seen them signs of progression with them. And again, you are right. They're not going to allow, you know, getting beat 4-1 and getting beat 2-1 in injury time when you win a 1-0 every single week. But obviously, yeah, I think Tottenham fans would like to think they're extremes. You know, like the 4-1 against Chelsea was just a ridiculous game. That's You know, you're not going to concede two goals in injury time every week. You'd like to think the bigger picture would be that. But, you know, if the results keep going like that, then questions will start to come. And I think there'll be... I, you already see it a bit on the internet and a bit on podcasts. There's a bit of sort of, from other teams, fans about Ange, the way everyone loves them. That's what happens, isn't it? You go very quickly from everyone loving them to everyone can't wait to see you fail. I think that happened a bit with Klopp, wasn't it? When Klopp came, he was like the, the darling, wasn't he? Everyone loved Klopp. And now it's when he's like shouting at the crowd or where his press conferences, everyone's laughing at him, really. I'm desperate for him to fail. Not me, I still Sean love him. Like. 
better date for that is 26th of January. That's Australia Day. Oh, okay. They start critiquing and making it. We're not recording that day, are we? Having a great day, and we just bring him down. Well, it depends how well he's doing. You can either rave about him or question his loyalty to his system. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. What do we talk? What do we say about Tim Kale that day? Stop yourself swearing there. Um, Say legend on that day. (laughs) Sell a massive fraud on that day. Well, I think Ange will be looking forward to being able to have Madison and Van der Veen return. On the topic of return... Oh, yeah, they'll be back by 26th of January. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was the smoothest link ever. You <laughs> just ruined it. Get in. Uh, Sorry, Cal. Go again. So I'm sure Ange will be looking forward to being able to have James... I'm sure Ange will be looking forward to being able to have both Madison and Van der Veen return to the team in January or earlier, possibly. On the topic of returns, I will hand you over to Tosh to introduce our Maroon 5 for this week. Cheers, Cal. Um, just a quick recap of last week, just to announce the results. Probably our biggest amount of votes and our probably our closest one so far with resulting in Zinedine Zidane being sent to the island to join Marco Van Basten, Jason Kumas and all the other great footballers who are there. So, well done to Callum who suggested that one. This week, as Callum's hinted at, a lovely little segue there, we're going to look at returns. The reason being, I'm sure it didn't go unnoticed to most people, a certain former Prime Minister returning to a, one of the highest positions in government. So what we're going to look at, at are bad returns so people whose returns didn't uh, quite go as planned as we're hoping David Cameron's won't so let's go we'll go to the thing we'll discuss the obvious one last maybe because we're not really sure there is much of an obvious one but let's see who haven't gone first I went first last week Bob go on you start us off okay Um, so mine's a bit of a mixed return really because uh, the season he did have, I think he was our top scorer, largely playing from central midfield as well. Um, ob- I'm obviously going for a sentimental Everton return. going to go for Wayne Rooney, who came back to Everton, I think, just after he'd become Man United's record goal scorer. Uh, the highlight of his return was arguably the video announcing it. I think if I was to watch it now, I'd still get emotional watching it back years later. And I say that because the game he scored his hat-trick and scored from the halfway line, I actually missed that game because it gave me ticket away because I'm a charitable chap. I think the flaw in it was that it was such a sentimental return, really. It was very, very Bill Kenwright to bring him back when he did. And initially it did look like it was going well. But Everton were in such a mess. He ended up in a team with, I think, 14 other number 10s. Some of them fairly questionable. I think it ended up quite sad, really, in that he was shipped out after one season becoming the top scorer for that year. And we've been a mess ever since. So I don't think anyone imagined it would end the way it did. And, um, yeah, I'll go Wayne Rooney for that reason. Anyone any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I think in maybe as Bob's kind of said, in theory, it was possibly like quite a good signing. I think I don't know. I think it was it could yeah, have went really well. I think yeah, he, we just we just Everton it, didn't we? We bought yeah, the, the greatest English player ever back, and it's just a yeah, not a we very made good, a mess of it. Yeah, not a very good period for us as a club, was it? And I think they played under a couple of managers, it Cumin and Allardyce, yeah. was it? Yeah. Um, obviously, he scored a few important goals. Then he scored a goal in the, in the derby at Anfield, and obviously that hat trick at West Ham. Obviously, the goal from the own half just unbelievable. It just probably just didn't take off as we maybe hoped. I don't think he was actually bad for us. I think he was actually quite good. I think, but maybe just didn't work out as they possibly would have hoped. And with it only lasting a year and stuff, it was that, not probably that, the, yeah, quite the dream homecoming. But yeah, that's why I'm saying it really because it it was almost like a reverse of like him 
leaving the first time in fairly bitter circumstances that we kind of shipped him out probably before he wanted to go again, almost returning the favour. Um, I was going to say that again. I was when we were signing him. I was sort of a bit. Um, I, I was actually. I liked you mentioned the video because the the video was the first sign of one. So I was sort of thinking he chose to leave Everton. I know. I know things have come out since that. You know, perhaps he yeah. was sort of pushed out the door. But I don't know. I, I, I'd. I reckon it took me three or four years to stop despising him. Then I warmed to him yeah. quite quickly. Then when he played at Ferguson's testimonial, I was I was pretty convinced he was coming back at some stage after that. Yeah, I, was, I, I was made up to see him back and there were some great moments, but it, I, I was just sad the way it ended. I was just looking at the the stats and I, he was someone who obviously, when we signed him, I don't think he was that old. I think he was 31-ish, maybe 32, which yeah. obviously in football isn't that old, but he must. I think he must have already played at that point 600, 700 games, which yeah. so in terms of like actual legs and stuff, you know, maybe it wasn't the, the the sign that we thought it might be. You know, because he's already got all them miles and the the ta- on the tank type thing. And I, yeah, uh, it just didn't work out. It was just as you said, Bob. It was one of them seasons, wasn't it? Where you know, it was certainly wasn't his fault that we had such a bad season. And then to ship him out, I imagine maybe that was to do with wages or something like that. Mm, so it just sort of happened on the slide, didn't it? Really, it wasn't like yeah. a big send off or anything. It just sort of, oh, by the way, he's going to America. I suppose he didn't, as you say, didn't get that send off himself. So. An interesting one, really, because yeah, wouldn't say it was terrible, but more maybe more sad rather than bad. yeah. That, that that's what I'm going for because I'm going for it was Grace that we had this sentimental reunion, but then it was just sad for him and I think everybody that it was over so quickly. Kind of like his first spell, I suppose. Yeah, but at least that, that you know the first one was on the cards, wasn't it, and stuff like that. And we knew we had like he was never going to stay at Everton. How good he was! He was an unbelievable footballer. Even at yeah. sixteen, he was just head and shoulders above anyone on our team. He stood. He did that thing on Toffee TV, didn't he? Oh, that was funny. That, yeah. That was, I don't know whether we're allowed to say that word, John, or we'll be censored. So just I don't re- know. just it, it's a swear it's a swear word in some houses, but not in others. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll just tell people to watch that interview yeah. with Rooney then. It is the way he delivers it. So funny, yeah. And right he's then. great. He's sorry. He's great in the um, Wagatha Christie documentary as well. <laughs> that seals it, really. <laughs> right then, um, let's go to Sean. Who's your suggestion, please, Sean? Okay, mine is actually in a very similar field to Bob's. To be fair, mine's. Uh... Is, is he a footballer? Yeah, yeah. So. It's kind of like a player who was at the club, left for a bigger and better club, and then for years that those fans just wanted them back, but it just kind of never felt like it was going to happen. And when it did eventually happen, in my opinion, again, it's very similar to Bob's. It's not that it was a bad time, because if you look back on it, it actually wasn't. It was just... It just wasn't what everyone expected it to be. So rather than talking in riddles, I'll tell you that my nominee this week is Gareth Bale, who returned to Tottenham in 2020. And when he came back, it was a very, very late transfer, as far as I remember, viewed by many people as a bit of a panic buy because... Obviously, he'd had, it felt like he was leaving Real Madrid for about five years before that. Every summer, he'd come in, he'd fall out with the manager, the fans hated him, and then he'd stay, he'd score in a Champions League final, repeat, and it just kept happening. So when he finally did come to Tottenham, it was a bit of a huge deal. Even like, I remember, obviously not as a Tottenham fan, I remember being really excited about the thought of having Bale back, because when he was in the Premier League, I, I loved him, I thought he was great. Obviously, Real Madrid the same. And then he came back and I, I remember buzzing about it. And then it just, it's one of those where with a transfer like that, you almost want it to kind of, I don't know, to just fire straight away. And he, he, he turned up at Tottenham, got injured as he always was. And then spent the first few months on the bench. And then he finally scored, having done my research, in November. So a couple of months after after having started playing, he finally got his first goal in November. Everyone thought, right, here we go. And then in terms of the Premier League, didn't score again until February. 
if you look back at his time, his second spell at Tottenham, I think from that period, from about February, he scored about 12 goals in about 18 games or something, which obviously his record there stands up really well. But it's always against like little snide teams. Like he scored at tricks against Sheffield United. He scored a couple against Palace, I think, Brighton. He scored against some mad teams in the Europa League. It was just like he never seemed to, one, play well against the big teams, but also didn't really get the nod against big teams because I just don't think he was trusted enough. He was obviously not the Gareth Bailey used to be. He was really slow. He didn't track back. He just didn't seem to be able to do it in the big games, which is what he was famous for at Tottenham the first time and then again at Real Madrid. So he just kind of wasn't the... Gareth Bale, everyone thought he was. And I think, again, if you look back, Tottenham fans would probably say, oh, it was great to have him back. He didn't actually play that bad. He played quite well. Some of his goals are genuinely really good. But what is makes it even sadder, which I think sets it apart from Bob's and probably your two as well, was that when he came back, it was COVID season and no one was there to see him. So it was like, you can finally get your big hero back, but you can't go. Fans still talk about Hammers, don't they? I know we never got the chance yeah. to see him. Tottenham fans never got that chance really to see Bale. I know at the end of that season they started inviting fans back, I think. But he only scored in one game where there were fans there and it was away at Leicester. So again, Tottenham fans didn't even get that chance because no one was travelling then. Bob's very eager for me to mention another thing. The main the main um, memory of mine was when he played against my old Haunt Marine in the FA Cup. And I remember, obviously, it was at the time, I was a big Marine fan. Not Are you so not much now? A, not so much anymore, no. A year, of, a year of doing the social media scarred me, Bob. Oh, right, okay. So I was, I was there on Saturday. Yeah, I wasn't. <laughs> Good pants. He, he, I remember he came on, he came on second half sometime, and you're thinking, right, Gareth Bale. Champions League winner multiple times. He'll tear these apart. Couldn't even get on the score sheet against Marine. Now, I'm not saying I could against Marine, but all I'm saying is I've scored on that pitch. I've scored three on that pitch, in fact. How many's Gareth Bale scored? Nada. Yeah, exactly. So, 1-0 me. Not sure about that. But, an interesting fact for you. How many, how many <clears> bicycle <throat> kicks have you scored against Liverpool? Uh, two, I think. All oh, right, okay, fair enough. 2-1 then. Yeah. No, but actually, it's a little fact. It's not relevant, but it is quite cool. That exact pitch, because obviously Marine got loads of money for the Tottenham game. Got a 4G Astro, no, 3G Astro put in. I I actually scored in the last ever game on that pitch. So I've played on the same pitch that Gareth Bale played on, and I scored on it. So I don't care if I win this week. You've got, you've got a better <laughs> left peg as well, Sean. Well, yeah. That, yeah, that has been said before. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I, th- I think I'm done. I think, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, I don't know if it's uh, yeah. I think what you're saying is fair. I think that I was going to mention my hadn't about the code, the fact it was COVID and stuff like that. It is. It does put a damper on it. So yeah, I, I think he was very much on the demise there, wasn't he? As you mentioned, he he wasn't playing that much for Madrid. He was just. I don't think anyone really knew the bail he was going to get. So, but yeah, you know, he scored a few goals. He's a few things. Probably similar to Rooney in that sense, I reckon. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's just when you think back to what they used to be. But obviously, we, I feel like. Me personally, I saw more of Rooney because he was still in the Premier League. Yeah, but Bale was almost out of sight, out of mind in a way. If you're not watching La Liga or Champions League, so you have still expect the Bale of old. And then, yeah, I, I just think Bale. by that time, sorry, by that time, I just think he wasn't bothered with football. Yeah, he didn't like football, so I think it was just the case. Yeah, I'll go back to Tottenham and just I'll take that. See what happens with it being COVID. It might even be in a case of like I don't know, just maybe. Possibly even just get back to England or whatever, you know, be closer to family stuff. You, you, you wouldn't know which is just an easy option, go back to Spurs. Yeah, I just don't think he cared about football at that time. So he's never going to kind of push on. Um, I don't think was he. And I don't think it was going to be a long term thing for him. So yeah, it's sad that he didn't get to see him. I think obviously with this and what we've seen with the Rooney one and that, and maybe with a couple of the others we'll mention, is that these homecomings and these sort of fairy tales are very, very rare. That happens like that. The players are never the same as you remember. They're never as good. As you say, they've had 10, 15 years of worth of like wear and tear from then. The older, the slower. It's just it just doesn't happen like you dream it to, to happen, does it? So yeah, 
I think it's a it's a fairly good shout, Sean. Also, on that point, as Sean alluded to, it's like in both them deals, they were going from a smaller club to a big club and then back from a bigger club to a smaller club, which then bigger clubs don't make them decisions lightly, are they? They're not, Man United were never going to give a prime Rooney back to Everton. Real Madrid were never going to give a prime Bale back to Tottenham. So, yeah, I think, I think Sean made that point, which is a good one. Right, I think I'll go next. I think mine's slightly different. I think, I don't know what Carl's going, actually. But I'll go... My one, I've been a bit like with Bob and Beans. I've been waiting to put Maradona into a category. So um, my failed return is Maradona returning to the Argentina team for the 1994 World Cup. So to uh, give a bit of context for those who maybe aren't aware, I'm sure most people would be aware they won the World Cup. Well, Maradona won it pretty much single-handedly in 1986. In 1990, again, pretty much single-handedly dragged them to the final. And after that, he had a bit of a, a terrible four years, really. He didn't play for three years for Argentina. So after the final, he didn't make another appearance, I don't think, until 1993, just in preparation for the World Cup. Um, he, he served the drugs ban from that was served from his time in Italy. So he left Napoli under a bit of a cloud. He'd served a 15-month drug ban, I think, in 1991, leading into 92. And a lot of people were thinking his career was over. During that time, Argentina won the Copa America for the first time in a long time. Maradona actually never actually won it. Argentina won that with a newly developed team. People like Simeone, Batistuta, Ortega all coming through. And Maradona decided to return for the 94 World Cup and he got himself super fit. Got him in a great state. When you see pictures of him, he looks like really slim and sharp. And the Argentina team started that World Cup on fire. Um, they won the first two games, one of which 4-0 against Greece, in which Maradona scores an unbelievable goal. I actually prefer that goal to his, well, both of his against England. A lovely, if, you don't, if you've not seen a type in Maradona goal versus Greece, a lovely like one-touch move, which resulted in him just smacking one into the top corner from the, the edge of the D. It also resulted in a very famous celebration with him running up to the camera, screaming into the camera as a sort of, this is his redemption sort of thing. A lot of people then say that was what led some people to say, claim that he was on drugs. And he was subsequently after that game taken for a random drugs test. And there's a famous picture of him sort of being carried, walked off the pitch with the nurse and him sort of like hugging the nurse and waving and laughing and like, like he's just already won the World Cup. And then famously that drug test was failed and... He left the World Cup. He never played for Argentina again. He did play football again. He did actually return to Boca Juniors for a couple of years. But he, his return to the World Cup was cut short after two games. And again, that Argentina team with him probably would have had a good chance of winning it. As I say, they were Copa American champions. Must have beat, well, Brazil were in that competition. Brazil went on to win the World Cup in 94. Argentina didn't go on to win another game. So... I like to pick Maradona for that one for what could have been. I think there's a good chance Argentina could have won that World Cup in America. And I think if they'd have done that with Maradona return, I think the I think the debate about who's the best of all time would be a, a lot closer between him and Messi. I think even closer than it is now, really. So yeah, that's gonna be my suggestion for a bad return. Even though there is hints of good, he got that goal out for he played in the World Cup. I think he became during that World Cup the record appearance holder as well of a World Cup. I haven't checked that one out, but that just came to the top of my head. It has been beaten since. I think I think Messi is now the record appearance holder in the World Cup. I think at the time he played in now in that was his fourth World Cup. And I think his number of appearances has been to a final and won it, obviously. So yeah, Diego Maradona. And I've also brought here Maradona to a show. No books. Actually, now you say it, Bob, thank you for the prompt. <laughs> I brought this week's book from years ago. I reckon I've read this about five or six times when I was younger. El Diego, his autobiography. A very good read. In which he claims he wasn't drugged, it was the drink's fault. It was a different drink in America than it was to South America. So that, I think it was ephedrine, the drug, and he says that if he was drinking the same drink that he drinks in Argentina. That's Contains drug in, doesn't contain drugs in Argentina, but does in America. <laughs> we won't comment on that one. See, weirdly, Tosh, I've just I've not seen that photo before. The one of them leaving. One of me and Maradona, or <laughs> no, I've seen that loads of times. The one of them with the nurse walking off the pitch. So I've just googled it. 
do you think? Because obviously he's walking off with his flag in his hand, and yeah, do you think he almost knows? Like, it might be up here. I don't know. He's a very. He was a very much like he wore his heart on his sleeve. You know, like he's a. Like, I think if he knew that the game was up, I think he'd be devastated. Oh, I genuinely just think like he was like you no know, like he's like going to like tough forever about Maradona, but you know, yeah, I think. I think he was just generally happy. He'd just qualified for the second round. He'd won the first two games in a great position. He was back, you know, he hadn't played. I think there was a genuine delight from him. And I just don't think in the way I think he would have ever thought that was going to happen. I think there's part of me that does think he generally didn't know he was on them. I don't know. That's maybe the optimistic part of me that thinks that. But he thinks he was like framed. He wasn't, you know, FIFA weren't big fans of him. He'd already said drug bans. There's an argument. He think he floats that he might have been framed. But again, it's hard. he was obviously into all sorts. So... I'd never put you know. down as an optimist, Tosh. Always have been, Bob. Always <laughs> have, always will be. Now I say, I think, yeah, I, I just, it was, that's something that came to my mind, I think. Yeah, and again, anyone who hasn't watched, get watch that goal. Fantastic goal. And again, that team, a great kit as well, like a, like a weirdly coloured kit, that Argentina kit, fantastic. Yeah. Any other hard thoughts? To, hard to argue against Maradona, really. Do you reckon Shilton's voting him onto the island? <laughs> if Shilton could reach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, DVM, but different nights. Okay, then let's go for our last member, Callum. Who's your suggestion for to my, be Maroon 5? My suggestion for Maroon 5 on bad returns is someone who's had possibly two bad returns, to be fair. And I'm going to go Paul Pogba who was maybe at one point one of the best sort of players, maybe best midfielders in the world. So, so highly rated, so much potential. But then he just sort of had these crazy ups and downs sort of throughout his career. Obviously, he had him youth sort of career at Manchester United in that very sort of highly rated team. I think they were, you know, supposed one of the best sort of youth teams that they've kind of ever been. And he broke through into the first team, played a few, made a few appearances, and then he was kind of solo after... Juventus, where that's where he became sort of the player he he was known as, and that kind of real elite sort of best midfielder in the world, and you know this this new type of midfielder, um for for the modern game, and, you know really athletic, sort of you know tall, like really skillful, really technically very good, sort of really physically good as well, um, and then obviously United come calling, you know the biggest club in the world, and maybe probably at the time the biggest player in the world, also the most most talked about. For his return, it was like you know the return of the prodigal son. Almost that okay, we helped to create him. We're bringing him back now. Look how good he is, and it just didn't end up like that. Yeah, he, he had a few good appearances and he had a few good spells, and we just never sort of reached the level that he was always sort of tipped to reach. He always just don't flatter to deceive a bit, and I think it was plagued with injuries as well. And he was just he just never seemed to be fully fit or fully on it. I don't think. Um, he just sort of didn't quite work out the way they hoped and the career at Manchester United just sort of declined quite quickly. And obviously he had that second return of going back to Juventus, having left them to go to Manchester United, which obviously we know ended in absolute disaster with a, a performance-enhancing drugs charge, um, which I think is the case still possibly ongoing. Um, but it looks like yeah, he's possibly guilty of that, which which is crazy. And it's sad for someone who's like so highly rated and so... You know, not not that long ago was one of the supposed best players in the world to decline so quickly and have, you know, potentially his last transfer to events was like, you know, redemption. Could he sort of go back there and hit the heights and go to maybe a league that's possibly a bit easier and just kind of be be out the way a bit and go back to being, you know, a favourite at Juventus? It did, didn't really work, so that was definitely a sad return for him. And then even the sort of one Manchester United where you think if that has worked out, you know, he's kind of like a goes into like that superstar kind of sort of level, I think, where if that works out at Manchester United, then he becomes the player that he was expected to be, but didn't work out. So, yeah, a player who's had two sort of, two big transfers and two two bad returns. Yeah, I think it's sad for him, not great. And I think there's obviously been external reasons for that, injuries, obviously this drugs charge and thing as well. So, yeah, not, not, not the greatest... In returns for someone so highly rated. Why do you think? Why do you think? I always I love Pogba. I just he really frustrates me that 
he hasn't become because, as you say, Callum, he had everything. You no, know, I remember like discussing you know, four or five years ago, and obviously that United and the Mourinho you saying about he's got everything to be like as good as someone like a De Bruyne, and if anything, he's more physical and athletic and. It just always frustrated me. And you, I think the argument you used to get thrown, like you'd see him for France, he obviously won the World Cup for France and, you know, apparently one of the leads in the dressing room and, a, you know, scored in a World Cup final. I just always frustrated me. I, I just I just never really understood why. I don't know why. You know, he, he seems like, whenever you see him in interviews, he comes across as quite a good lad, I think, as well. Like, you know, quite yeah. engaging, quite funny. But there's clearly something wrong there. Like, that. He just even when he was fit, he just, too many games, he just thought, he's not bothered him, he doesn't care. He just sort of standing there and, for someone of his ability to, you know, he's he's had opportunities. It's you know, Man United, Juventus, two of the biggest clubs in Europe, and I suppose he's had two opportunities at both of them. And first one, the Juve, good, but you know, it's always one that frustrated me a lot. He probably wasn't helped by going back to Man United, a club in free fall. What's what? Where the time where they were on the way stage, up, though, but, wasn't he? But it's probably not an ideal environment to go into. Maybe fell out with me. I didn't, you know, his first year there, he won the, you know, they won the UEFA Cup, well, Europa League, they won the League Cup, but he just felt he was the man to take that. I, I don't know, he could have been the man to take them back. He's that good. He's like, yeah, he's he that was, good. He was made out to be a scapegoat as well, wasn't he, when things started going wrong? But, you know, even that, yeah, you're right. But, you know, he's, he's a £100 million footballer, you know, mm, there's a right to expect him to be good. And, and if the, I think for someone like me, when I had to criticise him, it was because nobody was that good. Yeah. He should be, you know, he should be dominating games. He should be winning United League. I remember, you know, Gary Neville used to predict him to be like player of the season every year on the night football because everyone knew how good he was and how good he could be. And he just never delivered. Yeah, you just always thought that there was another two levels. He kind of could have, he could have gone. He made, he just, you just knew there was more there, but he just, yeah, he never, he never seems to be the player. Too. I don't know if that's personality wise or not. I'm not too sure. The fact they've done it for France maybe shows that, you know, maybe it was a, Decision or maybe as Bob said, it's just not the right environment. But yeah, someone who's had two bad returns, I'll throw him up there. I I also think it's quite sad for him if you think about like the reputation he could have if he achieved what he was capable of, compared to what he is. As in, like obviously now he might be considered a drug street or whatever, but he's now known to most people as like whenever you have a player in your squad who's like a bit of a diva, they compare to Pogba now. Like if you look at like Sancho or someone like that, or, or Damari Gray. Well, I don't think he's as widely spoken about. To be fair, Bob, but you're probably right. It's now the go-to is oh yeah, he's like Pogba. Where you think like that's that's how he'll be known to a lot of European football fans. Do you know what I mean? As when I he... don't, I don't know whether if if they will. I suppose I think it, it, I think it depends how much. Should... Sorry, it depends how much people listen to. Graham Sooners, I suppose. Yeah. I think in France, he's still like, I don't know now, obviously, with the recent scandal, but even like for the last World Cup 2022, and he obviously wasn't playing much for Juventus and stuff like that, but there was still a hope that he'd be the one, he'd you know, come back and play for France and be the man who, like, this or that. I think he's revered in France. I think he, like, certainly was when they won the World Cup, and obviously he will be, but I you know, know what you mean, Sean. I think it it's might just be an English thing. It is, yeah, I think it yeah. is. And I think that is fuel because it's a different sort of game, isn't it? We don't, you know, historically we don't get on with that type of football. He is a bit of a maverick, isn't he? But um, right, so I move on to the obvious bit then. We still haven't done the obvious one. Oh, it's tentative. Jesus, yeah, go on. Should we just don't do it and see if anyone notices? <laughs> well, anyone know? You know what? Just, we just swear just... because it's David Cameron, isn't it? Just, just go right. You know what? We've decided we're not going to have an obvious one. It's just no, because you know. That's on Maroon Five, isn't it? No, no one's gonna know. No, honest to God, no one will know. We haven't done five. Yeah. Okay, not go the, on then. We do need to move on. Not, not the thickos who listen to this. <laughs> That's or the, if they say, just put it on, and just say it was Ronaldo. Yeah. Right, so I'm just moving on. Okay, then that brings to an end another Maroon Five. Some good debate there once again for our famous returns. So after David Cameron returning, we had. Wayne Rooney, Gareth Bale, Diego Maradona, and then Paul Pogba as our failed returns. Get on to X and vote. And let's see if we can get as many votes as last week. I'm trying to see if we can get such a close one. So, as mentioned, we're going to pass over to straight to keeping up appearances for an international-themed one. I'll hand over to Sean. 
Right, so obviously I'm in charge of the wheel, but our wheel this week isn't determined by fixtures. Instead, we're going to do what we did last time and all select an international country each, which will then go into the wheel. So does anyone have a preference on a country or anyone like to go first? Italy. Okay, Tosha's gone early with Italy. Croatia. Yes. I think you're on mute, Cal. I think you said Holland. It's yeah, Holland. Good, good lip reading, Holland. The Netherlands. The Netherlands, yeah. You got banned for that on certain channels, so. Okay. I think you just mouthed the Netherlands, didn't you, Callum? Yeah, not so I was, yeah. Yeah. And I will go Sweden. Got, got me Everton link there already. Yeah. But <laughs> loads. We can all do an Everton one. <laughs> don't mention so, them, though, because they might actually be one. So there are four. We've got Tosh. I'm sorry. <laughs> We've got Italy. Cro- <laughs> oh, no. It's- Sean O'Hara. <laughs> it's begun. We've got Italy, Croatia, Netherlands, and Sweden. Right. Let's spin the wheel. Oh, it's just crept in to Croatia. Oh, no. Get it. <laughs> that, that, that is a tricky one. I was going to go... Couldn't. I was going to go like Estonia or something like that, but I thought it goes slightly easier. Right. So before we start getting depressed, should we get the random number? So it's between 1 and 150. Is that right? 20. 120. Sorry. Right. Numbers are in, and our number this week is... 68, which I swear is that it's the same one. Number. I was I was just about to say, I was about to say, let it not be 68. It's been 68 for the three international ones. Right, we're doing it again. I'm not, I'm not doing that again. Although it me absolutely means nothing for Croatia. Right, new number because this is getting stupid now. I hope it's 68 again. It's 17. Oh my god, that couldn't be any worse. <laughs> We're now going for a low price. This is going to be chaos. You're just basically going for the player you think's played for Croatia least. Yeah, out of the four, you know. Is there anything to stop me just saying, like, if there's a random Croatian person I know who never even played football, who's going to have zero caps? No, you come last. That's disqualification. Uh, That wasn't stipulated in the rules, so... Well, actually, the generator's 1 in 120, Tosh, so zero's not in. Got you on a technicality. To, uh, give it I can I can only apologise for the mess I've put us in here. <laughs> <laughs> now, have we got a song for the week? I've, I've got a couple of ideas. Either Piggies by the Beatles or there's a song called Pigs by Pink Floyd. Why are we doing pigs? Cameron Come themed. Come on, Tosh. That's oh. your... <laughs> is that a no well, I think Beatles two weeks in a row come on yeah listen to either of them if you want done do we have to know the first name no because I got away with um, what's his name didn't I Karali oh. Karali that's the one <laughs> Was he Croatian by any chance? (laughs) Couldn't remember his uh, first or surname there, Sean. I know. How many Croatian players do you reckon you could name? Maybe six. But four of those have definitely made like a daft number of appearances. (laughs) Do you reckon Modric has got over 17 appearances? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) He'd probably be outside the limit. He probably would lose, but yeah, yeah. Uh, he probably will be outside 120. I think I think this is going to be the sound who's the least most. Well, I think they're all going to be miles away, but who's just going to be the yeah? That is the idea of the game, Callum. That's not really <laughs> the idea of the game. This is kind of this is going to come down to who is closest to 17. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, I think we're all going to be like up, up, up. Quite high. It's going to be used. I don't think anyone's going to be close. What happens should... if we pick? What happens if we pick somebody who's not Croatian? Like I, the fella, I've, I'm thinking he was only around for a bit. I can't remember if he was Croatian. Uh, I think it's, 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 it's automatic zero. Yeah. 
Automatic zero appearances, 17 out there. You would have had 17 appearances of Croatia, if not. This is going to be a classic. This could be way off, isn't it? It is. We're all, we all could be way off, to be honest. Get that this, fe- this, this fella could live way off. <laughs> this fella could have been born way off. <laughs> Can I check if you fella's Croatian or... No. No. Ah. You wouldn't let me have a sticker book two weeks ago. Yeah, but I've actually That's... got an idea. Yeah, sure, I had an idea to have a sticker book. I've Sorry. actually got the I've actually got the, the way you should have done it, to be honest, but I'm not gonna tell anyone. I, I reckon if I knew some Croatians, I'd be able to tell you the way to do it, but I'm, I'm not telling that until everyone's confirmed. What what do you mean? I'm telling you. Okay. I mean, I think I've got someone. Um happy to go with who I've got. I've got two. But I only I, one I don't know if the name's right, and two I don't know if he's Croatian. That's good. <laughs> Bit of a struggle, that's Sean. Yeah. So when you say you've got someone. <laughs> yeah, it is Harry Kane I've got. I think I've got one. You should be all right at this toss, though, with, like, World Cups through the years, isn't that? Yeah, well, but, yeah, as I say, though, you're still the high-profile ones are going to have made more. Right, so we all got a guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I, my thinking was, was Croatia with a country really. So, like, there was a te- there was a set of players who like played for Yugoslavia before Croatia. So, like, I was thinking there was that that team that got to the semis in '98. They they'd have played lots of times, but not always. So, I was trying to think of someone at the end of the career. So there was two in mind. I'm going to say them both. I don't know anyone have had the second one. Robert Prozanecki. But. I think even then, because I know he played in 98, so he'd still have been around for five or six years, at least. But the other one, I'm not sure, is even Croatian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, I'll go with Robert Prozadek. He said, no, he's Croatian. The other one was, again, I don't think anyone... Well, you can have him anyway. That, remember that Perso who played up front? Is he your guess? Yeah, thought he used to play for Rangers. Is he the one you said you're not sure if he's Croatian? Yeah. No. He, scored, he scored like he scored like four or five. In one you are joking. In Europe, didn't he? Is he in your sticker book? No, I haven't got the SPL one. He scored like he was. He played for Monaco and he scored like four or five in one game. I remember that. And I know I think he was Croatian, but and I reckon he'll probably be less than probably Robert Prozanecki. But I'm going to go Robert Prozanecki because he was a great player. He was better than Perso. And I'm hoping he played for Yugoslavia as well. I think he did. So I'm hoping if he would have played. For that length of time, he'd have had 100 caps easy because he was there forever. But Right, I've spoken too long about Robert Prozanecki and Pearson. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> the most anyone's anymore. ever spoken about. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to go next then, Sean? Well, I'm telling you we're changing it now because Tosh said he was he was playing at Monaco. I just assumed he was rubbish because he was at Rangers. No, I, I, if I was if I knew that he was Croatian, I'd be going for him ahead of Robert Prozanecki, I reckon. So, but... I've actually got another player in my head. Can I say should... it out loud and see what you think? I was going to say probably there's probably not enough Croatians to be, to be dangling names out loud. But... <laughs> yeah. Go on, then. He, was Alan Boxic? Was he? Oh, he'll be same character typers Prozanecki as well. That's what I remembered him from when he played the Bora. Was yeah. he Bora? Yeah, he was brilliant. But he'll be he's be similar to Prozanecki where he, he'll have played for Yugoslavia. Right. Right, well, I'm guess. going I'm going with Alan Boxic then because I want to. I think Tosh knows the score, so I'm going similar era. So I'll go Alan Boxic. I still think Pearson would have been a better answer, but you've said that. <laughs> oh, I genuinely do. I think Boxic have played a lot of time, but I don't no, know. Because I was thinking of that 2002 squad. Remember when Graham Pohl booked someone who was... 2006. Oh, 2006. I had a player in my head, the one he, got, the one he booked. But I think that old Pearson would have played around then, wouldn't he? I not remember. Yeah, anyway... Right. I will go for surprising and Everton link, Bob. I hope I haven't taken it from you. I'm always certain you have. I was thinking some... him as well. I'm going to go with uh, Jelovic. Oh, no. Song, song of the week, Sean Jelovic. Yeah, what am I talking about? Song of the week can be um, Katrina and the Waves or whatever they're called. The Jelovic. Casey song. and the Sunshine Band. Same thing. It was. You have, you have pinched my guess, Callum, so I was thinking right. of a different Everton link. And I was just thinking there's another one, isn't there? That was Classic. 
I was thinking Vlasic. I thought he'd have either had less. Oh yeah, I'll go yellow. I'll go Yelovic. I'll start checking the other ones just because again it should be easy. I can go on Wikipedia for this one. I don't pay available, Bob. You can't have him, Bob. I'm doubting whether he's Croatian now, but the um centre half is Sissy. Bardial, is he Croatian? Yes. He he's only young, isn't he? That's probably yeah. not a bad shout. I'll, I didn't even I'll think say, doing the current one. Callum's absolutely gutted here. I'll say him. <laughs> I'll say Bardi. I obviously wanted to go for Jelovic. Not tempted by Vlasic? Uh, no, because he's not an Everton icon, is he? Whereas Jelovic is. Right, I've, I've started checking. I'm just doing Wikipedia because that, that, that wouldn't be wrong on that. Something as outright as international caps. I've just checked that out there, so not not that far off, you know. You messing me? No. <laughs> Was he Croatian? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he only really played for Croatia for three years. I thought he'd play longer. He's only played three years. God see. <laughs> I mean, he's not he's not dead close, like. But well, the real quiz was guessing if they're from Croatia. I think this week. I would say that is quite a good one, Bob. I actually quite enjoyed that this week. Oh, that was good. Right, I've got the scores. I think I just need what was this? What was it? Seventeen. Yeah, six sixty-eight. <laughs> Check the maths on there. Okay, then results are in. I actually think reasonably good guesses there for the the number and the country. I think we've done quite well in fourth position this week with forty-nine caps was Robert Prozanecki. Just having a little look at his Wikipedia, he only played for Yugoslav for a couple of years and misjudged his age, so sort of thought he'd been around long before that. So yeah, I'm in fourth place this week. In third place, with 40 caps, was Alan Boxic. So Sean in third. In second place, with 36 caps, was Jelovic, which means that with 25 caps, Gavardial was this week's winner. Only eight out. Cheers, Cal. Good show, Bob. Very good guy. I didn't even think of like trying to guess someone who'd like, just come around as a really good guess. What was, was, Dad, a, what was, what was Pearson out of interest, Sean? 32. He got second place. Ah, well. Also, the only other... The only other Once. current players I could think of would have been on like daft numbers. Vlasic has got 52 caps. That's oh. really. Yeah. Well, good call, not going for him, Bob. <laughs> it was his stuff. Right then. Okay then. So if we take a look at our updated league table, still at the top with 41 points, we've got Tosh closing in behind, both on 38 points. We've got Callum and Bob. And then rock bottom with 34 drifting further away is Sean. So your, your points since week 10 show 4041112. Jesus. Yeah, that's so, zero heavy. Sorry, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all for this week's episode of Keeping Up Appearances. Again, we had some great debates on Maroon 5. Some Horror returns mentioned, um, some nostalgia as well. And then a, a very good, well, hard international version, version of keeping up appearances this week, thanks to Bob's Croatia shout. And then he managed to pull out a great Croatian answer. So maybe there's a bit of a steward's inquiry needed there. But yeah, we have Rude. an exciting podcast plan for next week. American themed. Um, and we possibly have a special guest. Maro Donna has, has came to join us, um, which we are thankful for today. And we will see you all next week. Bob, I wouldn't be having that. Callum, go and you a cheat. We can slag him off when he leaves, can't we, Some Yeah. You can, yeah. That's fine. You want the photo just Maro Donna or me as well? No, I, I reckon you as well. Right, are we ready? <laughs> Do you want the back of it? No, you're gone. Bloody hell, Tosh. Right. Actually, do it again, Sean. Why? That's a really good one. Because it's got me a very clumpy hand in the way. <laughs>
Now it looks like you're holding the willy. Have you done it, Sean? Put it on my shoulder. Go on, then. I'm going to... Ready? I've done it. Go on, okay. Cool. You keep saying Tosh keeps posing. <laughs> I keep think Tosh does that anyway when we're not here. Just get one, just get one of me and Maradona just for the for the archive. For another mug. And what about one with the mug? Oh yeah, get the mug in. That's a good shout. Oh Go for on. God's uh, sake. No, come on. Well, are we actually getting one with the mug in? I'll just get one of you. Done. Oh, right. don't get one of just me. No, it's, it's you and like Mar- that. It's you and Maradona. Alright then. I'll accept. It's like that. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, got a cheat there, Bob. I wouldn't have that. You think cheat? Do you think the cheat bad this? We wait until uh, he comes on next week. 